Hello listeners and welcome to this new episode of Your B-Side and the podcast that will let us know more today about our guest, Ali. Hey, Ali, welcome to this podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, looking forward to hearing more about your B-Side. And as you know, in this podcast, so first of all, we'll start with your A-Side, which is basically your company and your role within this company. So in 30 seconds, this is your time, Ali, to describe what your A-Side is about. Hey, everybody. My name is Alejandra, and I am the founder and CEO of Everly. Everly is a clean candle company, and we're on a mission to clean up the candle industry. There's so much waste in the candle industry, and we have a system to refill any empty candle container at home in under two minutes so that you don't have to toss them away. So launched in October, and I would say we're doing quite well and growing and super excited for the future. Thank you for having me. Great. And uh, so listeners can find Everly on everly.com? Everly.com. That's correct. Everly.com. Perfect. Thanks. So let's switch to your B-side now, Ali. So let's start with sports. So what sports do you practice? Do you like watching? How does it look like? So what do I, I don't know if it's considered a sport. I guess it is, but I do a lot of yoga and I like that because it's, so I go to hot yoga, which is a little bit more intense in a superheated room. And I like that because it's a physical practice, but also a mental practice. So it ticks off both of those boxes for me. And then I also play tennis. I grew up playing tennis um, and I still do it for fun. And I play volleyball once a week recreationally with a group of friends on a team here in Toronto. And we get very competitive. Um, I have a hunch that we might win the championship this, this, uh, this, uh, this, this time around. So we're in the league for winter league. Good, good, good. And to your point, yes, yoga can be considered a sport. I mean, especially for entrepreneurs, right? As you said, it's a, it's a good balance. It's good to have yoga once you have your own business and launching this. So yeah, it, uh, it qualifies as sport, no worries. Okay, good. I was so worried. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's switch to cinema and movies. What are your favorite movies? What uh, what do you like uh, watching, rewatching, basically? That's a really good question. I actually just finished watching Little Women. Are you familiar with that? Nope. No. So it's a movie set in the 1890s, around that time, Civil War in the States. And it's a group of sisters. And it's the story of them, you know, trying to find their identity in the world. And it's at a time when women, you know, were only meant to look beautiful and merry. And, you know, these, these, <laughs> these girls are trying to break out of that. And it's, it's such a fabulous story. So I would say that's a classic that um, I love. And I love the remake of it. There's a, a newer version of it. But uh, I'm a big fan of all the Pixar movies as well. So I love cartoons, but I really love anything Pixar. I think they're great. Um, You know, it's nice to take your imagination somewhere else with cartoons. And some of my favorite there are WALL-E. Have you seen WALL-E? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, of course. The love story well, between two robots and this ecological message behind yes. it. It's, it's an amazing one. Yeah, yeah, it's a really great movie. And what I love about all the Pixar movies is that you can watch them with kids, but it also has yeah. such a strong message for adults as well. Um, so those have left a big imprint on my life. Yeah, that's true. The emotional component is always there as part of the Pixar movies. So. Mm-hmm. Good. Um, t- any TV series that you're watching at the moment, binge watching? So what, what do you watch in terms of TV series? <laughs> Okay, well, I'm so basic because I just keep hearing that all these shows are, you know, trending from other people, but I just finished watching White Lotus. Have you watched that one? Okay. Not yet on my list as well, yeah. Okay, you really I have enjoy. to watch it. it, it okay. it's, it's pretty good. And I forget the name of the main actress, but she's so funny. 
I think yeah. she's now my favorite my favorite actress of all time after watching that. <laughs> and so if, funny. If it's the actress I'm thinking of, I think it was the an actress in the American Pie movie, yeah, 20 years ago. Remember yes. the American Pie movie? Yes. She was Tefla's mother. I think that's her. Yes. Yeah. Her name is Jeff- Jennifer Coolridge. Jennifer Coolidge. Okay, I was not so good. You have to watch it. And there's some people that have been saying that you don't need to watch season one to watch season two, and that's a lie. Watch both seasons. Okay. So the whole season. Okay, I'll put this on my checklist and uh, listeners as well, <laughs> if not done already. Okay, White Lotus, perfect music. What kind of music you listen to? What are your favorite bands here? Oh my god, that's such a good question. I don't know if I have any favorite bands per se. Like I like to listen to everything, but. A band that just doesn't yeah. get old for me ever is, um, who is it? Like, I love Hosier. I'm probably not pronouncing his name right at all. Um, Pearl Jam. Love Pearl Jam. That's Pearl a band Jam, that yeah. forever I will love. And I feel like I can listen to that music in 30 years and I will always love it. Um, and it's crazy. I've never been a fan of Miley Cyrus, but lately I'm loving her music. Just to give something a little yeah. bit more relevant to today. Um, all her her new stuff this new song flowers is really catchy and i find myself re- rehearing it over and over again but if i if i could <laughs> transport myself to a concert this year it would definitely be black pearl okay good um books any books you're reading at the moment uh so i'm about to finish shoe dog have you heard of that one yeah yeah film yeah, yeah so it's nike yeah nike so it's founder. exactly yeah. Yeah, it's a story of, of Phil Knight and the creating of Nike as a company. And it's an incredible, inspirational story. And I think, I mean, yeah. you're an entrepreneur too. So I feel like, you know, if you've read that book, sounds like you have. It's it's so inspirational to read the story of this guy. He's now like a multi-billionaire and, you know, from very humble beginnings. So it's a very, yeah. very incredible story. What else have I read that I absolutely love? Um, and then on the fantasy side, I, I like to read a lot of novels too, again, to kind of like balance out the brain and the, I guess the A yeah. and the B side, <laughs> to your point. Um, and I yeah. really love Greek, I love Greek mythology. And there's this book that I read called Circe. I forget the author, um, but I can send it to you later if you want to add it in the notes to the podcast. But it's about, um, yeah, it's about this, this mythology of this like Greek goddess and her story and, um, Odysseus is part of the story as well and it's just such a fascinating story that ties in all these different Greek mythologies into one book and um, super recommend that one if you want a good novel to disconnect from the real world. Sounds good. Yeah, let's let's add it to the description on this episode then once you have the name and the the other. Sounds good. good. Uh, What do you put in your ears in terms of uh, podcast? Do you listen to any podcast? This is going to be controversial because people hate him, but I really do like Joe Rogan. And I like Joe Rogan because, uh, I don't know, he just covers like a bunch of different topics. And I feel like he can be very fair sometimes, you know, with the types of um, his interviews. And he, you know, I I feel like he has an open mind and I really appreciate that about him um, and covers, you know, multiple angles. But besides that, I like Huberman as well. I like anything related to nutrition and science, mental health, all of that, and optimizing, um, your health and body and wellness. So love that guy too. And that's pretty much it. I'm not a, to be honest, I'm not a huge, huge podcast person. I prefer, prefer reading. I like to do, you know, I feel like when people are listening to podcasts, they're like maybe listening to podcasts and multitasking. I'm not the best at multitasking. Like I have a little bit of, ADHD, so I need to be focused really on what I'm doing. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Because I was thinking yoga, doing yoga and having someone, because on, personally, for example, I listen to podcasts when I run. So is it like doing yoga and listening uh, to podcasts, would that work or not No, <laughs> no. <laughs> so first, I get, can you imagine? So I actually go to a studio for yoga. And if I walked into the studio with my ear pods and just like ignored the teacher, I don't think it would be very good. <laughs> true, true. So they usually yeah. have, yeah. So they usually have like music in the yoga studio or like a guided, you know, the teacher is guiding the class. But, I, but for me, the yoga, it's very much like a meditation. It's like a moving meditation when I go to yoga. Yeah. So I tried to be completely focused on that. Okay. It makes sense. <laughs> All right, let's travel with you, Ali. Now, what can you share in terms of trips you've done, and you, yeah, you want to share to the audience of a memorable, memorable trip you've done? A memorable trip that I've done. Can we talk about my time living abroad, or is that for a later, later time? Yeah, that's right afterwards. I think the, your trip was uh, the one in Bolivia you've done. Oh yes, thank you. Yes, thank you for reminding me. So, um, one of the most understated places that I've ever been to in my life was Bolivia. Yeah, it's just not a country that you think of, and you're like, "Oh wow, want to go to Bolivia?" Sounds so sexy yeah. and attractive, you know. And uh, why did we go to Bolivia? So, my husband Jimmy lived in Chile, okay. and we had a wedding of one of his friends in Chile that we went to, and then we decided. Why not visit Bolivia? We, you know, north of Chile is the Atacama Desert, which is borders with Bolivia. So we we flew all the way to the tip of Chile. We went to the Atacama Desert and then we drove into Bolivia with a guide. I was very, I really, really wanted to drive myself because yeah. I just like being independent and having that. But we learned very quickly through like some Google searches that it's not recommended to just rent your own, own car and do the trip that we wanted to do, which, which was to drive from the border of Chile and Bolivia in the Atacama Desert, all the way to the salt flats. Okay. Salar de Uyuni, they're called. And they're beautiful. I don't know if you you know what the salt flats are. No, never been there. Okay, again. maybe when you edit this podcast, you have to put a little like video, like image of it. So it's basically, you've maybe seen pictures of it. Um, it's like literally flats, like it's where the ocean used to be that it dried up and then it's just like salt now. Yeah. And what happens during weather where it's a little bit wet, it rains and there's like a layer of, of water on top of the salt flats that's extremely reflective. So when you're standing on these salt flats in a super beautiful day with a little bit of clouds, like the salt flats re- will reflect the sky completely. Yeah. And it looks like you're just standing in the sky. It's something incredible when you take pictures. Wow. I'll send you some pictures if you want to see them as well. It's, it's really beautiful. So anyway, we did the drive from Atacama all the way to the Salar de Juni which was days and days and days. And we took a guide and stopped in little like hostels. I mean, it's a very humble country, dirt roads, no GPS does not work there. It was, it was a really incredible thing. And I never realized how beautiful a desert can be. Um, yeah. I have no words to describe it. You really need to see it in pictures. The pictures. Okay. So for, for our listeners, no. as the salt uh, flats in Bolivia, uh, we're going to put some links in this episode as well for you to see. But yeah. Yes. A hundred percent. And I will send you some pictures too. But yeah, we saw like the most random animals. We saw like flamingos on our way to the, the, the Salar. We saw these like little bits of water in the middle of the desert with flamingos. And no. it's just an incredible thing. Can't imagine that these things exist up there. Okay. I added in my uh, personal uh, checklist uh, of uh, next trips to be done. So thanks, Ali, for that. <laughs> yeah, really beautiful. But it's like a backpacking trip. Like you really need yeah. to be prepared for that. Nothing yeah. fancy. And no kids. Okay, perfect. <laughs> Got no it. kids. No, definitely no kids. <laughs> okay, so we're going to switch to you at the moment of your life. And you were mentioning Paris. So uh, the, yeah, Paris, what happened in Paris that had basically this, uh, this impact on who you are as a person today? 
So Paris. So I moved to Paris. I must have been the first time that I moved. So I I decided to defer university for six months and I moved okay. to Paris to be on an au pair. Um, so for those listening who don't know what an au pair is, I was essentially a babysitter for a French family in Paris. And I took French lessons when I was there. And um, I was there only six months and then I resumed my university. But, but after university, I would go every summer and do an internship there because during my first couple of months there, I just met a lot of people and I was offered an internship at an agency um, basically every summer in university. But that experience living in Paris and, you know, I did not speak French when I landed there. I had taken a couple of classes growing up, but really I could just ask for like, where's my hotel? Where's the bathroom? Things like that. I was very unprepared and, you know, I love my French people, but sometimes not the friendliest to Americans, let's be honest, when I was young and I first moved there. I remember one time, so my mom went to drop me off. She was very sweet. And then a week after she put me in my apartment, she was like, bye. And that's kind of when reality hit for the first time. I'm like, oh my God, I'm by myself in this country. I don't know anybody. I don't speak the language. Um, you know, Yeah. this is real. And it was, it was, it, I mean, I had so many experiences. I remember one day, you know, when you're like alone all the time, you don't want to go and sit down at a restaurant and eat by yourself. And I was very young. Now I do yeah. that because my self-confidence is different. But when you're super young, I was like 18 at the time. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't want to do that. So I remember. Especially in yeah. the country, right? So that's uh, even more impressive. Okay. So I remember I went to a restaurant that was really next door to my, like super, ne- like very close to my apartment. And I asked somebody if... But I'll say it in French and you tell me if I'm saying it right. But I said, Est-ce que vous avez quelque chose pour emporter? Parfait. C'est parfait. Is that the right set? <laughs> okay, merci. So, do you have anything for takeout? Like, that I, I just wanted to grab a sandwich and go home. Yeah. And the guy was so rude. He said to me, eh, C'est ici, c'est pas McDonald's. McDonald's, c'est là. <laughs> yeah. And so he said, This here is not McDonald's. McDonald's is that way. And it was so mean because I was making such an effort to even ask him French, you know, like I met so many people who live there from the US, from Mexico that never made, never made an effort to speak French. And here I am like actually making an effort and that's how I was treated. Anyway, still loved my French people, still stayed there and really enjoyed it. But that, yeah, but that experience, like it just, I don't know, it just like that whole experience of living there and, and being so new made me so strong and made me really realize that I can do anything, you know, this fear of trying new things and putting myself in uncomfortable situations essentially disappeared from, from having that, that, that experience living in Paris. And so, you know, that man that sent me to McDonald's did not deter me from coming back because I came back every summer. And then when I graduated from university, my first full-time job after university was at the agency that had offered me my internships throughout college. That's good. So yeah, good, good story at the end. Okay, so that was yeah, an, an amazing story. And uh, yeah, Paris is uh, so you, that's where you, as you said, you got your independence and and you grew your confidence as well. So that's uh, amazing. All right, so totally. we'll switch to um, to your passions, hobbies. So next to Everly, next to to sports and yoga, what else do you have time to do? Basically, oh, this is so sad, but I love my cat so much. Like <laughs> not that she's my hobby or my passion, but I just need to give her some credit. Like I've never loved the little things so much in my life, but yeah. no, in all seriousness, um, I really enjoy painting. It's something yeah. that I've enjoyed since I was a little girl. And I will say I've been not very good at making time for that. It's easy to f- make time for, for, you know, hobbies when, when you're so busy, but it's definitely something that brings me a lot of joy and is very healing and nurturing to my soul. So I need to make more time for that. Um, 
I got myself a little studio where not only I make candles because I was making such a disaster yeah. at home when I was making candles at home, but I have a studio where I can make candles and I can paint as well. So definitely need to just treat my hobbies like I treat work and put them in my calendar and make time for them. Okay, perfect. So that was the next question about your to-do list. What's on your to-do list for the next month and next year? So that's already one element. And I guess Everly is also in your to-do list to, to keep growing the business there. What else do you have in terms of uh, yeah most important things and checklists for, for the upcoming month and years? For the upcoming months and years. So I will say this. I think I told you right before we got on our <laughs> call, but um, being an entrepreneur is really, really difficult. And you yeah. know times are hard right now. And the truth is, I really want to make sure that I'm growing this company in a way that's sustainable and that, you know, I'm not in a rush and, you know, it might be slower than people that have raised millions and millions of dollars, but I want something that is going to be there for a long time and grow in a pace that is sustainable. Um, so I'm excited to keep doing that. At the same time, I'm going to start a new job with a company called Social Nature. It's an incredible company based out of Vancouver. Yeah. Super admired. I've been admiring the team there for a very long time. So I'm, um, very grateful to have been offered a job there starting in February where I will be helping better for you brands such as Everly and other um, CPG brands um, that are better alternatives that the things that have existed for a really long time win at retail. So basically what that means is um, say a brand gets into a Whole Foods, helping them drive velocity in the stores so that the retailers can be happy with them and they can keep their account open. So very excited to start with them, learn a lot about retail because that's something that ultimately, you know, we have big plans at Everly as well to be in retail. And that's going to be something that benefits Everly as well. Um, so with Everly, we got accepted into a program. Are you familiar with the detox market? Yeah. Okay. So we got accepted into their accelerator program, which basically means we're getting mentor mentorship from their team mm -hmm. for the next couple of months with the end goal of being in their retail source, which is incredibly exciting. Yeah, because yeah. for me, the yeah, it's super cool. So for me, the detox market, since the day I started for thinking about this candle that I wanted to be sustainable and non-toxic and everything, the detox market was like a guiding star for us or for me. Like that was, okay. that's always been my dream retailer. So it, if they do, you know, if they do accept us into their stores, they would be our first retailer, which is just a crazy thought that <laughs> our dream retailer could potentially be our first retailer. So, um, yeah, very exciting things coming for 2023. I'm, I'm very blessed and grateful. Yeah, and wishing uh, wishing you all the, the luck and uh, and all the success, obviously, for, for Everly. Thank uh, you. I'm going to have to send you some candles. Yeah, yeah, please. I want to test these for sure. And uh, we, we are a candle family here. We love candles as well. So, yeah, okay, looking forward to that. And uh, in do. terms of yoga, I think you wanted to open up a yoga studio in the coming years. That's also part oh my of god, your okay. List. <laughs> it's, if you know what, I need to have like a big vision board. There's so many things that I want to do, but yes, I would actually be getting certified for yoga is something that whether I choose to do something professionally with it and in the future maybe open up a yoga studio or something, it's something yep. that I want to do for my personal life. I've heard from a lot of people that have gotten their certification that it's been a very formative experience for them in their personal life. So that's something I will definitely do in my lifetime at some point, yeah. even if I have, even it, when I have a kid, because we want to have a kid, it's something that my husband and I have chatted about. We're like, we'll both go to Costa Rica. You'll do your yoga certification <laughs> and, you know, I'll take care of the baby. So definitely going to happen. But yeah, the vision and the super, super future, like my life that I want to have is just like a simple life where I have a yoga studio. I manage it. I do my practice there and maybe I sell some of my products in the same place, but that's like a vision really you know, when I'm retired, like, I don't know if I yeah. ever want to be retired. Like, that's something that I could do in my retirement, you know? 
Yeah. Once I settle yeah. down in one city, I need to pick the city that I really want to settle down at because having a physical business changes everything. So finding the city, opening the uh, this uh, this health bar to do some yoga training and and courses there uh, while sending candles. So you will regroup basically all of your uh, your basically activity. everything. Yeah. Cool. Exactly. Ty, it's it's the ultimate goal. Just you know, put everything together. <laughs> <laughs> Great. So we'll finish this episode, Ali, with um, with an anecdote about you. Uh, it looks like you're going to do a, an impersonation of a famous character. So let's hear it. <laughs> <laughs> I have to think of something to say first. Oh my god. Okay. Wait. Hold on. <laughs> Grateful I am for being on this podcast, Jeffroy. <laughs> Forced be with you in May. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think our listeners got it. Of course, it was Yoda. So thanks a lot, Ali, for that. And, uh, and you might have friends and families asking for more of this impersonation. Okay, well, I hope I, I, I hope I go viral and I get a million <laughs> followers on LinkedIn so that I can retire and become a LinkedIn influencer. <laughs> you will, for sure. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Ale. It was great to have you on this podcast today. Thanks again. Thank you so much, Jeffrey. So good seeing you. Wish you all the luck in the world. Can't wait to see the episode. Thank you, Ale. And uh, for all of our listeners, uh, let's uh, see you next week uh, for a new episode with a new guest of Your B-Side. Have a great week. 